Welcome, glad to have you with us. Uh, Garson is in from Graffs in Mexico, Missouri. It's time for show and tell. We'll get to that in a minute. We got phone calls. We'll get to those too. Former state representative, friend of the show, and uh, Second Amendment supporter Chuck Basie is with us. As is Dale Robert, Dale Roberts, uh, MoGunLaw.com. Um, in response to that St. Louis versus California story, Rob sent me a message. He said, "You need to compare the murder rates where the guns live." I believe you'll find there is a lot more guns in the rural areas um, uh, here in the hinterlands uh, and way less murders. Uh, and, and that is, I think, a very valid point. Amen. Uh, to the phones we go. Rick is on in Hallsville. Rick, welcome. How are you? I'm doing great. You know, you all are combining buying marijuana and buying guns together. And think about it. The stores that are going to be selling marijuana to the public in February have cameras, and you're going to have to show an ID. Do you think the federal government can't get a hold of that and get you in trouble? Uh, unlike Missouri, the federal government has plenty of room in their prisons. Uh, I'm not going to chance it. Um, and, you know, it's, it's just a nightmare. I have called the governor, Caleb Rowden. I have called all three of our uh, senator, our two senators and our representative in D.C. to get the FBI to close these establishments and growers down before it goes on sale to the general public. Do you think it will happen? No. And what can you trust the federal government with? And <sighs> Nothing. So, hey, Anybody yeah. want to comment? Absolutely. When I was doing the research on this, I think Rick was it Rick had a really good point. Uh, there are articles out there that refer to marijuana uh, legalization as the Trojan horse of gun registration because of the information that the government captures through the whole marijuana process. You have to get a permit if you want to grow at home. You know, you have medical licenses. You have. There's a great deal of, you know, red tape and documentation out there that is going to make it really easy for the government to do a cross-check. Yeah. Uh, but it, it, the ludicrous, I mean, I grew up in the bar business. My parents were th the third, my sister and I were third generation bar owners. I know what happens to people who drink alcohol. And I've never seen that kind of response from anybody smoking pot. Uh, people who get drunk get, in many cases, violent. Anybody know of a case where somebody smoked a joint and got violent? Uh, it, it's it's just stupid is what it is. Rick, thank you for the call. Yeah, man. All right, glad to have you on the Gary Nolan Show. Ken is in Harrisburg and on the line with us now. Ken, welcome. How are you? Hey, I'm good. Uh, hey, my question last week was not about just marijuana. It was about medical marijuana, which I think... From what I've read, there's no THC in it. Is that correct? Uh, that's CBD, and that's technically not marijuana because there is no THC in it. Or there's like point zero zero. Yeah, but that's not marijuana. That's yeah. CBD. Yeah, the CBD oils are like a whole different animal, as far as I know. Yeah, I. The, the CBD is, I think, different than the medical marijuana, though, isn't it? Medical marijuana has THC. Oh, it does? Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. Well, that, 
that answers my question, and I, I didn't think it did have. Yeah, that's the uh, that's the aspect, I guess, of smoking marijuana that marijuana smokers like. Oh, okay. All right, All right. Ken, well, thanks, thank guys. you. Appreciate hey, it. Gary, can I point out something real quick, kind of change yeah. the subject? Uh, Ken, you still on? No, I just let oh, him go. Okay. He, I, I know that guy. He's a huge uh, supporter of veterans. He's a Vietnam veteran. He's a really good man. I just wanted to point that out. Yeah, you know, it, it, these veterans uh, who are having a hard time Probably could benefit in many cases from uh, medical marijuana. They should not be told, get well or get a gun, but not both. Exactly. And Gary, I hear that and have heard that for years from countless veterans. And the sad thing is, I hear veterans say, I will not go to the VA for treatment because I'll lose my gun rights. And so they're not getting the treatment they need. Mental just, health treatment. Mental, mental health treatment. Absolutely. I hear that a lot, too. Yeah. yeah. Afraid of red flag laws and things like that happening. Right. That, absolutely. And the, and the VA, I think, is a bit heavy-handed in that regard. Yeah. Um, it's, it's really ugly when you've got men and women who, uh, you know, in their most productive years, back up under the flag and tell the government, send me where you want, put me in any danger... Uh, I will give my life to the country. And when it's all said and done and they come home and they've got post-traumatic stress disorder or other problems and they want to smoke marijuana to help alleviate that anxiety, they're told you get to make a choice here. Uh, you can enjoy the benefits of marijuana that may help you or you can defend yourself and protect your family and own a gun, but you can't do both. And I, I think that's absolutely heinous what we're doing. It's a, it's a crime. All right, I've, I've gone off on my own uh, little tangent here. So let's do a little show and tell here because Garson's got one task and one task alone. <laughs> Every week he comes to the studio and he brings in a list of drool-worthy firearms that we can talk about. I got a Henry. Repeating isn't that pretty? Yes, uh, this is a. All right, so the the name kind of cracks me up because it's a Golden Boy Silver. I don't <laughs> know why they just didn't call it the Silver Boy. Silver Boy. <laughs> but um, it is a Golden Boy Silver youth model. Um, so this has a. Uh, it, it's two tone, just like the Golden Boy. So that good old Missouri Walnut um, on top of um, blued barrel and magazine tube, but the. The handguard strap and the receiver and the butt plate are nickel. Uh, very, very finely high-polished, beautiful, beautiful finish on this little guy. Um, Chuck Chuck likes it, but he can't see the sights because he's so old and his glasses don't fit right. <laughs> well, he, well, he, was, is... he was really excited to, to handle it when I first brought it in, but then he's like, I can't see the sights. Mrs. Pacey just sighed. A breath of relief. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, yeah, so, you know, every Christmas these are like the hardest to get thing ever. Um, so this one showed up after Christmas, but uh, it, it's it's here now. So if you're still needing one or wanting one or um, have never had one or never seen one because they are kind of rare, um, we, we got it. 22 long rifle. It is a lever gun. Um, uh, Buckhorn sights on it. Just uh Nice, 
nice, awesome little twenty-two. And the action on that thing oh, is they're so glass smooth. smooth. Yeah. My gosh. I, I mean, I would be, it's so pretty. I, I would hate to shoot it, scratch it, but at the same time, it's such a nice gun to shoot. Oh, no, you got to shoot them. I mean, that's the whole point of having them. Well, I don't know why it is that I love lever-action rifles. Maybe it's because I grew up watching the Rifleman. Chuck uh, My father had a, 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 a Winchester 3840. I I used to love shooting that, but they're just, I just love shooting them. Uh, don't, nowhere near as efficient as an AR, but a lot more fun. I know, you watch those SAS shooters, and uh, they can make these lever guns sing. Yeah, some people are that good. Um, so how much right. was that, Henry? Oh. <laughs> Sorry. Something other people don't ask about, I have to know. Six twenty-five. Man, well, that's, that's affordable. Beautiful. Yeah. Jeez, that's a good deal. Even if you can't see to shoot it, Chuck, you should <laughs> buy it. <laughs> Tempted. <laughs> Ron um, would like to have it. Mrs. Basie is now getting a little concerned. <laughs> <laughs> I think she's been concerned for a long time <laughs> being married to Chuck. She wasn't concerned <laughs> enough, or she wouldn't have said I do. Yeah, that's yeah. another story. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> And the cat's away. Oh, never mind. I don't want to bring that up. And the pistols. <laughs> yeah, let's let's go to the pistols. So it's been a while since Smith has turned out um, any three fifty seven revolvers, and we actually got uh, five or six or seven of them in all at once. Um, so I, I brought two. Um, we got a model sixty three inch in stainless. Um, Good, clean little carry gun. Uh, regular sights on this guy. Um, just a, you know, standard Model 60. Um, good little purse or pocket pistol. Uh, six rounds, 357. Um, we got that one. We got it. We got an eight inch with a full underlug. That one's pretty crazy. Um, there's a two and three quarter inch back of the shop with rosewood grips. And then uh, what is this one? Well, you know what? Hang on to this one. Hang on to this one because the clock is ticking and we've got to take a quick commercial break. And then we'll come back with show and tell from Graffs. Garson is with us. Chuck Basie is with us. Dale Roberts with us. I'm Gary (laughs) Gun. Welcome. Glad to have you with us. Uh, Listen, uh, Chuck Basie is a former state representative here in Missouri. Uh, And then we've got Garson in from Graffs and uh, Dale Roberts, MoGunLaw.com. And we were about to finish up on show and tell, but we're going to uh, get back to show and tell in a couple of minutes. We're going to kind of change directions. Uh, The story is this. U.S. uh, Representative Eric Burleson, who led the effort to expand gun rights in Missouri when he was a member of the state Senate, is now going after a cornerstone of federal gun law used by the Department of Justice to, uh, I think we should say allegedly to reduce gun violence uh, and uh, he has introduced the repeal the NFA act man is this one of this is uh, this is what we need more of in uh, in Congress uh, so uh, let me welcome you uh, congressman Burleson welcome glad to have you with us hey good morning Gary how are you I am doing very well what was the response in Congress when you introduced this? Um, I, I, I don't know yet. I mean, 
it, I, I've gotten some support from, you know, people that I kind of hang around with, with like Matt Gates and, um, and Bobert and people like that. But, um, but yeah, I don't know yet. I, this is brand new to me. I just, um, I'm just following the process. I will see how I can, uh, get the bill moved along. Everybody in this studio is behind you 100%. Uh, and it takes a great deal of intestinal fortitude to take a leap like that. I, I'm really proud of, uh, of what, you did, what you've done here in the uh, state legislature and now what you're doing uh, federally. Well, we, have to, we have to stop being on the defensive and we need to start changing the, the dialogue and the narrative. And so, and the truth is, is that <clears throat> this, the NFA, is, is, to your point, it's not about protecting people. It's about making it life difficult for law-abiding firearms owners. I mean, this, it, if you ask the average person what's the difference in the length of a rifle, what classifies it, most, most people are very confused by that. And it's confusing for a reason. It's designed not to make people more safe. It's just designed to make it more difficult. And so... Those kind of laws is what what the federal government loves to use to make you know criminals out of people that have well intentions and and just want to be be able to defend themselves and their families. And it's time that we end it. And especially when they use this law and the, their ability to make rules to pass entirely new regulations that make criminals out of people who um, you know like the millions of Americans who own a AR with a pistol brace right now. That's this is crazy what they're doing, and somebody's got to put their foot down. Uh, I told you I admire your courage for what you did in the Senate and the House, but knowing that Chuck Basie was here and you still called in, uh, <laughs> no, I really admire your courage, Chuck. You have a, qu a question for Representative Burleson? No, I haven't talked to him since he got elected. Uh, congratulations on that. That was uh, I know you had. A tough primary, but uh, very proud to know that you're part of Congress now. And I'm working for one of your colleagues. I don't know if you knew that. I work for Congressman Luke Meyer in his Jeff City office. So, oh, wonderful. Yep. Hope to see you soon. Good for you. And Congressman yeah, Burles. Chuck, I really enjoyed working with you guys. He was a rock solid conservative, and I, I am sad that he's not in public office because we need fighters like him in state capitol. Well, you're not but, kidding. But, well, you, you did a lot of good work in the state, too, uh, sir. You you, you tackled a lot of very, very tough issues. Of course, the Second Amendment Preservation Act was probably number one, but you uh, really went after the right-to-work issue, which I was very proud of to, to be a part of that. But unfortunately, that got overturned. But but uh, I, I'm really glad that you made it to uh, where you are now. So I wish you the very best. Uh, Dale, do uh, you have any questions? Uh, yeah. Same as Chuck, Congressman Burleson, I miss seeing you in the Capitol. I've been down there already several times getting ready to do the legislative concealed carry class. Um, but I'm so glad you're in the U.S. Capitol and was really excited when I saw the repeal the NFA Act legislation that you filed. It's been looks like it's been assigned to the House Ways and Means Committee. Means Committee. So uh, it's great to hear your voice and uh, keep up the good work. I think Garson and I need to rip into uh, Congressman Burleson. I mean, if you get this legislation passed, there will be blood on the streets. People will be buying fully automatic <laughs> weapons and shooting what? up downtown. How did I get lumped into this? No, no, well, no, no. Well, no, because no. everybody else is being nice, I thought you and I would take the other side. 
No, you can you can do that in your Gary the Liberal voice or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that it, but there. Yeah. This is what you're going to hear. There's going to be blood on the streets. People are going to get these uh, fully automatic weapons if you repeal this, well, and they'll be driving well, down Broadway firing at will. Yeah. The the NFA no. Act was about the same thing as the Patriot Act. They used public outrage and fear to pass something wholeheartedly un illegal and against the Second Amendment. So I, I have no problems right. with it going going the way of the dodo. Yeah, I mean, the way I like to talk to liberals is whenever they talk about some of these bills, like some of the language in this act, I, I would say, so which firearm, which one do you want pointed at you? The one that's 16 inches or the one that's 20 inches long? Or when you're defending yourself, you know, like, but, but it's just if to try to bring absurdity to the regulations about we're not talking about whether the person should have the authority to have a firearm. We're talking about the links. That's the kind of stuff that we regulate. And it just is, it's become silly. It's like the same silliness that we had in Missouri over concealed carry. When I was able to explain to people that a law-abiding citizen can buy a firearm and carry it, they just can't put their shirt over it. And we make them go through all this training and pay a lot of money just to put cloth over the firearms they have a right to own and carry. And when you, when you put it in those terms, people go, oh, yeah, that's really silly. And I think that that's what needs to be said because a lot of people um, have no idea that a lot of our laws and regulations about firearms are really just silly regulations. It's not about keeping people safe. You know, the irony of it all is that uh, it was prohibition that brought the Tommy gun to the fore. It was, that was the beginning uh, and the impetus behind gun control, if I'm not mistaken, initially. Right. Uh, and then we continue this with the war on drugs, but we don't seem to learn. And we have right. this knee-jerk reaction uh, there was a shooting in California. I, you know what? I want to run this past you because I was going to bring this up as a topic a little later in the in the program. But uh, there was uh, those uh, two shootings uh, in California, and one of the law enforcement officers describing the weapon said it was an assault pistol. Uh, I, I'll go around the table here. I'll start with Congressman Burleson. Are you familiar with that term, assault pistol? I, I've never heard of that. Uh, I've Dale? never heard of that. Dale, have you heard of that? It's another just made-up term. Carson, you must sell assault pistols. You're in the business. No, but um, a lot of Second Amendment supporters have always said they're calling assault rifles, assault, or they're calling rifles assault rifles. How long is it going to be until they start calling pistols assault pistols? And it's finally happened. <sighs> I don't know. Uh, Representative Burleson, you want to hang on? We're going to have a little fun. we got a little show and tell. We'll do some other topics. Sure. All right. Well, we'll we'll let you stay, in spite of the fact that we've got Dale Roberts and <laughs> Chuck Basie and Carson and me. I'm Gary on Guns. Hey, good morning. Welcome. Glad to have you on Gary on Guns. Uh, state Representative uh, Chuck Basie is with former State Representative Chuck Basie with a Second Amendment supporter, friend of the show. Carson is in from Graphs. We got a little show and tell. We got to wrap up. Uh, and then uh, we've got uh, Dale Roberts, uh, MoGunLaw.com. Also uh, thrilled to tell you that we've got Congressman Eric Burleson with us. Uh, he's the author, uh, or, or I guess the uh, the primary behind 
the Second Amendment Preservation Act. Uh, by the way, that uh, that uh, assault pistol was a Mac-10. Uh, does that does that uh, Garson fit as an assault pistol? Um, by whose definition? I mean, I guess if you assault anybody with anything, that makes it an assault, whatever it is, right? Yeah, I guess a baseball bat could be an assault bat if it's used as a weapon. Uh, but that's what it was that uh, was used in that California shooting. Uh, Congressman Burleson, on the uh, Second Amendment Preservation Act, uh, there are court challenges. Uh, do you have any idea where that stands? So the last movement was when we went to federal court in the Western District in Kansas City. And uh, the Eric Schmidt's office, um, they had one attorney in the room and... Uh, and he was brilliant. He's actually, I think his name's Michael Talent. He's the son of former U.S. Senator Jim Talent. And he he did an amazing job and, and wiped the floor with the about 20 attorneys that the Department of Justice had sent to litigate the case. And the judge, you could tell he was having a hard time um, uh, you know, buying the the points that the department was making because he was he he understood that what we were doing and what we had spelled out very clear in the language of SAPO was that this is simply anti commandeering legislation, and and so um, in fact the bill we made it clear the bill doesn't nullify federal law. We just simply are not going to enforce federal law, and. They, the you could tell the attorneys didn't know how to respond to that, but I have a feeling he's going to he's going to rule against it anyway. He's an Obama appointed judge, and so I'm not I don't have a whole lot of hopes that he'll rule in our favor. I have a feeling it, it may have to go all the way to the Supreme Court. You really think he would rule against you? I mean, they they're, they're doing this with marijuana laws, even in the state of Missouri, uh, and certainly in other states. They're telling law enforcement you can't enforce federal marijuana laws. How how could he not see the similarity there? Yeah, I would hope that he, I would hope that he in this this moment is is going to ground himself in reality and logic. Um, that's my hope. But being in politics, I I don't trust people. <laughs> being in <laughs> politics, that, that's good. He he knows. Um, all right, uh, Congressman Burleson, uh, every week uh, somebody comes in, in this case, Garson from, from Graffs, and uh, they introduce uh, several firearms that uh, listeners can buy. And if somebody is listening online uh, or somebody's listening and they, they don't live in Columbia or anywhere near Mexico, Missouri, can they go online and, and uh, make a purchase? Is there a way to do that, Garson? No, the firearms are in-store only. So they could call and and buy it and then uh, even if they don't go there they could have the gun shipped to their uh, no the retail store really doesn't ship guns no no yeah oh I mean, you're missing out on um at, at the so the retail super center yeah they they just kind of you know sell their in in person um and then at the at graf and son's website you know we do the ammo and the reloading equipment and everything online all right. Well, what's uh, which firearm did you bring in? All right. So I say I say my favorite one for last because I may buy this one. I don't know. <laughs> I'm still thinking. See about how it. much fun this is, uh, uh, Congressman <laughs> Burleson. He brings them in, 
It's like giving you a raise before the, you get fired, so you're losing a better job. These haven't been available in a long time, but this is a six and a half inch model twenty seven in three fifty seven Magnum. Uh, beautiful, you know, blued finish, nice hardwood grips. Um, just you know, it well, and it's it's actually called a classic. It's the model twenty seven classic, and this is a classic. It's just a a beautiful, beautiful gun. And that one also six shot revolver. Yeah, six yeah. shot revolver. Um, and I, I need a I need a twenty seven to go with my twenty nine. I mean, I, <laughs> sure you do. <laughs> um, I, you know, regular irons, adjustable iron sights, um, double action. You know, case hardened hammer and trigger. Um, good looking gun. Um, so yeah, I may I may still buy that one. <laughs> so you wanna you wanna call up right away and and order that. Uh, tell them you want it. Uh, otherwise, Garson will will take it away. Uh, yeah, well, I'm, yeah. So this one's twelve hundred bucks. So you know, I, I'm still I'm still mulling it over. Hmm. Uh, at the federal level, Chuck Schumer uh, is he says the JR15 produced by We One Tactical is a rimfire that is chambered in twenty two long rifle. Basically, a semi-automatic version of the single-shot twenty-two. Um, is there any? Uh, a what? Uh, have you ever heard of this? A no, JR fifteen? Is it another butt gun? <laughs> I don't know, but I, he's uh, but Schumer is going after it. Uh, Senate Democrats may not be able to get a gun ban to Joe Biden's desk thanks to the Republican majority in the House. Thank you again, Eric Burleson. Uh, but if Chuck Schumer and his anti-gun allies are signaling they're going to do everything that they can to target gun owners and the firearms industry. Well, Congress is gridlocked on Thursday. The New York senator joined Connecticut's Richard Blumenthal uh, and Chris Murphy and called on the Federal Trade Commission to investigate the gun company We One Tactical uh, for supposedly marketing a mini-assault weapon to minors. It's just a child-sized AR chambered in twenty-two caliber. In the same way, there are countless other, uh, I think there's a child-sized maybe lever action called a cricket or maybe a bolt action. It's a twenty-two caliber rifle uh, that you could get for your kids. That's, they can call it an assault rifle. They can call it whatever they want, but it's, you know, it's just that simple. You know, I bought my wife uh, a shotgun, and it was a kid's shotgun because she's she's very petite. Um, but they don't have a problem with that. Uh, it seems that's okay, but this is somehow a, a, a threat, and the other's not. Doesn't make sense. Well, and this isn't really that unique. Um, four or five other AR manufacturers make 22 ARs with collapsible stocks. So I, I don't know why they're just going after this one in particular. So may I ask, Congressman Burleson? I mean, if if the bill gets through the Senate and comes to the to the Congress to the chamber for the House, um, what's going to happen to this bill that attempts to ban a AR style twenty two in youth size? Yeah, no, I. I will do everything I can to fight it and we'll especially try to kill it in committee or, you know, the, the one, one of the things that was good that came out of the, the 15 rounds of the McCarthy votes was even really negotiated before the, those votes started. 
the Freedom Caucus members had negotiated with McCarthy a number of rule changes that in, one of them included a requirement that we go back to the Hassert rule. If you're familiar with that, that when Denny Hassert was the speaker for that short period of time, they, he implemented a rule that said that a bill can't come to the floor of, of the House unless it has the support of the majority of the Republicans in the conference. In other words, then leadership can't bring a bill to the floor or get all the Democrats to vote for it and just a handful of Republicans. And that's how you pass a lot of liberal stuff. That would be, to me, that would be my fear is if we were operating under those circumstances, I would be afraid that you'd have, you know, a squishy leader who in a moment of weakness wants to pass or respond to some national event and pass a gun restriction law with, with the, you know, with the Democrats and a handful of Republicans. But I think having the Hassert rule in place, I think is a great protection against something like that. That's you know, great. We could get a, uh, a a lot more Republicans to be like Burleson here. I wouldn't be a libertarian. Um, you know, the, the Republican Party has not demonstrated that kind of intestinal fortitude that he does. Uh, but if, if, if we get more of them in, <laughs> I could switch back. Let me go to the phones here and get Gary on the line. Gary, good morning. Uh, welcome. Glad to have you on the Gary on Gun Show. Yeah, good morning. I wanted to know if you guys had covered, and if you had, I apologize, but the reclassification, what the ATF did to, I guess, pistols, if you put a, uh, like a... The pistol brace? Stock on the back of, yeah. Yeah, uh, if you weren't listening, short. Uh, uh, you must have missed last week's show, so we're going to have to get your credit card number, uh, and there's a small <laughs> fee for missing. It's only 50 today. Discount? Uh, okay, well, yeah. Good. Uh, yeah, you know what? I'll let Garson and uh, Eric Burleson uh, respond to that. Okay, thank you. All right, and we'll do it. All One right. more commercial break, uh, as long as uh, Congressman Burleson has a few more minutes to spend with us. Up sure. against the clock. Quick break, right back. Gary on guns. It is uh, Gary on guns, and uh, we've got uh, Garson in from Grafts. Chuck Basie, former state representative and Second Amendment supporter, is with us. Dale Roberts, Mo Gun Laws, and, of course, uh, uh, Congressman Eric Burleson. Uh, we're talking about the pistol brace. Is there anything you could do at the federal level at this point? Do you, do you think you can get momentum to reverse this pistol brace nonsense? All right, so uh, let's uh, let's so, go around the table here. We'll start with, uh, with Garson. But back to the caller's question. So a pistol with a stock on it, unless it is a Luger or a C96 Mauser that were exempted from NFA requirements is an NFA short rail rifle and requires a $200 tax stamp and registration. The pistol brace, when it first came out, the ATF approved it as a non-short railed rifle um, because it was a device to help um, people with disabilities control a handgun. Um, this new pistol brace rule that the ATF has published um, basically rev reverses the last 10 years of their decision saying that they don't care what it does for disabled Americans. It is an NFA device, and it is a short-barreled rifle, and you are now required to register, surrender, or destroy that item. It's just, it's just pathetic. Um, now, you do you have those in stock at uh, Crafts? Um, we have one left. 
um, but it does not meet the 64-ounce minimum requirement. So um, we're probably, if we can't return that to Smith & Wesson, we're probably just going to have to surrender it to ATF. That's insane. Yep. That's absolutely insane. Unfortunately, uh, Congressman Burleson, uh, we lost the connection, and so we don't have him with us. Um, and I'm not sure what, what Congress can do, especially with the Senate and the White House being held by Republicans. I, I think they're pretty much limited. Uh, but you can't just redefine things and, and, and make them illegal. Well, and, you know, it's, it's very bad of them to say something is legal and let that, let that stand for a decade and then when they get their panties in a twist about something, come out and write another rule saying it, it's now illegal and requires registration. Um, and even, you know, and, and they're not dinging everyone for a $200 tax stamp. But I, I was looking at statistics and somebody said that if the ATF approves a pistol brace tax stamp every minute, it will still take them 34 years to legally register every pistol brace that's in existence as of today or as of uh, when they, as of the day that the uh, the regulation uh, was added to the federal register, it's absolutely insane. Uh, we do have Congressman Burleson back. Uh, I'm assuming that with the Senate and the White House controlled by the uh, Democrats, there's not a whole lot you can do about this ATF pistol brace thing. Um, <clears throat> you know, we can send letters in. Um, I think. Um, this is going to get sued. This, I, that's probably what you guys were talking about. It's going to get litigated. And they just lost the case on the bump stocks. So it's like this administration is really just, I, I think they know that this is a failed effort. Um, but they're, but they're trying anyway. And that's what some people are. Some people get mad at me for things like whenever I, for filing the NFA repeal bill, right? They'll, they'll say, well, you're doing it. You don't. There, you know that there's no chance for it to happen. But the point is, is that <clears throat> you have to start somewhere. You you have to start the dialogue. Unless and if you don't, you're never going to get there. Right? Yes. So at yes. Least you can start the dialogue, and I'm setting the tent post. You know, over here, I'm making a statement and saying, you you want to ban firearms. I'm saying let's get rid of that law altogether. And that it's like you're just changing the, the narrative. Because the truth is, as Republicans, we often end up just passing Democrat light versions of things. We we go up there and say our solution is a weaker version of your of your law, right? And I'm done with that. I, I don't want to do that. I wanna I want I don't I wanna get when I get the ball, when we get the football, I wanna run it to the other end of to the other end zone, if that makes sense. So that's why we have to take on issues like this. Yeah, you know, I, I've made this argument in the past. People will tell well, you, you can't get rid of the income tax. It's just, it's not going to happen. Well, it's not going to happen if you don't try. It's impossible to happen if you don't try. Um, let me go grab a phone call or two. Here's Ron Calzone with us, MoFirst.org. Hey, Ron, how are you? Good morning. I'm quite well. Uh, one, you know, we've been getting questions about what uh, SEPA does with respect to this new uh, definition of a short-barreled rifle or, you know, the interpretation by ATF. And, you know, so does SEPA protect uh, Missouri citizens from Missouri law enforcement enforcing that law? Well, yes, it does. It keeps them from, it keeps Missouri officials from enforcing the NFA, 
But Missouri defines a short barrel rifle, unfortunately, referencing the federal code, the federal definition. So that's a that is a, a problem that we need to fix in Missouri statutes. It was something that we considered. I think uh, uh, Congressman Burleson will remember. We considered fixing that, but we wanted to make sure that when we when we passed SEPA, that it was gun policy neutral. It was not about what gun policy was, but about who determines what gun policy is. And so the def- so machine guns are still illegal, short barrel rifles are still illegal in Missouri. Uh, but so, so that means that one of the next things that we need to do legislatively in Missouri is we need to remove all references to federal law in Missouri gun laws. Does that make sense? It it does. Uh, go for it. That's all I can tell you. Go for it, because um, that's the only way it'll ever happen. Uh, is if you give it, a, if you take a swing and a miss, at least you tried. Thank you, Congressman Burleson. I don't think it'll be difficult. I don't think it'll be too difficult. Well, we'll see, and uh, and I'll I'll be right behind you on this. Okay, Ron, I've got to run. Thank you very much, uh, Eric Burleson. Thank you so much for uh, everything that you did as a state legislator and everything that you're doing now at the federal level. I wish you the best of thank luck, you. and you're welcome on the program anytime you're free. Well, I could never have done any any of it without people getting involved and calling and emailing their legislators. So thank you guys. Thanks for what you do. All right. Take care. Uh, Thank you very much. Uh, Very quickly, uh, Garson, tell them about the guns because we're out of time. Uh, Smith & Wesson Model 27, Model 60, and a Henry Silverboy Youth. Wait, wait a minute. Wait, wait. Was that just two firearms you mentioned? Three. Model 60, Model oh, you might, Okay, okay. I wanted to make sure you didn't have them back in the shop on Monday. Or most of them back in the shop on Monday. All right. Just want to make sure you didn't, like, already buy that third one. Still thinking uh, about it. <laughs> still thinking about it. So uh, Pay- Payday's listen. Friday. <laughs> All right, folks. You got to get to, uh, you got to get to uh, graphs one way or another before Friday. Otherwise, uh, Garson will take it. Guys, thanks for being with us. Whatever it is in life that you want, go out and get it. Don't wait for the government to drop it in your lap. You make it happen. You seize the day, Carpe Diem. Gwen, baby. Honey, I'm coming home.